0: Welcome, everyone, to the On the Spectrum podcast. I am Nick.
1: I'm Steve.
0: And as always, when we start the episode, uh, me and Steve do not presume to be experts in anything for any reason whatsoever. We're just two human beings who happen to be on the spectrum and having conversations with things that either affect us, uh, people on the spectrum and or just things we care about talking about. Uh, in this episode, you will hear potentially some language that you may or may not like. You might hear some topics you may or may not like. We might talk about some uh, taboo things, some controversial things, and or we might use some language you don't agree with. If this is the case and you do not agree with some of the things that you hear, please leave us a comment. Reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok and let us know that you like or dislike something we said or did.
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> today, um, I wanted to talk about it's, it's, uh, I guess I don't really have an easy way of phrasing it, but I wanted to talk about morality. I wanted to talk about, um, devil's advocate people playing devil's advocate and understanding your own capacity to do bad things and putting yourself in other people's shoes. Maybe those seem unrelated, but they make, it makes sense in my head that those are all connected. And, and we're going to talk about word usage of things too. Yeah. Well, I mean yeah. that, that ties in, but Ooh, yeah, it does. Um, I guess if you were to sum it all up and the way those things are connected, it's about, mm-hmm. um, how we judge other people and how we judge ourselves. It's about, understanding yourself as well as your ability to understand other people and one of the things that I've learned as I've gotten older is that you can't always just write things off as a well that could never happen to me or I could never do that if you see somebody do something (coughs) terrible and you think that um, well I would never do that you know you think about do, do people who are in the KKK do people who are Uh, neo-nazis think that they're bad people i would say that most of them probably don't think that they're bad people because they have reasons why they've justified the the beliefs that most of us think are abhorrent and that we think are bad but isn't
0: the perspective of good and bad isn't that in itself like subjective to the person themselves
1: well it's what you're talking about i think is like moral relativism sure it's kind of like how People will say, "All right, so in in our country, mm-hmm. you know, we're much more accepting of gay people, but in some countries, they kill people if they find out that they've committed, uh, if they've had gay sex, mm-hmm. you know, like Nigeria,
0: matter.
1: right? And I'm not saying that that is that our our systems are morally equivalent, but that's the argument: is that well, in their culture, it's okay because you know it's morally subjective. They've decided that it's morally uh, inappropriate or it's morally mm-hmm. wrong to be gay. We've decided in our country, for the most part, that it's not morally wrong to be gay. Well, some people might,
0: disagree yeah, with that. some people, but at
1: least to the point where we're not. Even people who are anti-gay probably still wouldn't actually. Most of them probably don't actually believe in hurting or killing gay people for being gay. They just, Maybe I would. I would. I would say your average conservative, even if they're not super into like homosexuality, is not going to be out like, yeah, let's go kill the gays. Wouldn't Maybe not openly.
0: No, what I meant by that, though, was like, um, and I've always explained it, at least what you're talking about. I've always thought of it and and looked at it from the sense of, like, freedom fighter terrorist. From that kind of dichotomy. Like, you're a freedom fighter if somebody agrees with you and on your side, or you're a terrorist if somebody doesn't agree with your whatever reasoning you have. It's kind of like people
1: flip the Star Wars script and say that the the rebels were the bad ones because they were... Disrupting the peace, right? Because yeah. the emperor actually brought about peace in the galaxy. I'm
0: I'm completely down for the dark side. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> but That's I guess why I voted
0: for Thanos twice. Not that those two universes have anything to do with anything, but
1: I guess my point is that people like to think that they're better mm-hmm. than other people, especially when you're looking at it through the lens of history. If you look at atrocities or terrible things that have happened in the past. You like to think that, well, if I lived in Nazi Germany, I wouldn't have gone along with that. But most people would. Most people, they they, you, you, they convinced themselves that they would be the one person to stand up and do something about it. But most people are too cowardly to actually do anything.
0: Well, like when you look back on things, absolutely. I mean, if we look back on it from <clears throat> nowadays standpoint, most people would say, well, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. But it's not like Hitler took power and one day said, hey, everybody, kill your neighbor. You know, like there was actually a systematic process right. that they went through to get to the point where a lot of it, not everybody in Germany, but a lot of people kind
1: of went along with it. Wait, but that, that's an extreme example. Yes. Is, is Nazism. Like that's the extreme. I mean, you could also say the same thing with like some of the, some of the stuff that happened in the Soviet Union and mm-hmm. some of those other. But we don't have to go to the big scale, things like that. We can talk about everyday things, you know, well, people making judgments about people who are homeless people making judgments about people who are uh, drug addicts, people making judgments about um, people in our own country, uh, people on the opposite political spectrum, mm-hmm. people with extreme uh, ideological beliefs. People are unwilling to not only try to put themselves in other people's shoes, which is why I mentioned the devil's advocate thing, because mm-hmm. I think that yeah, yeah. even though people find it annoying, I think there's some utility in trying to understand, are you being able to argue the other sides or argue, you know, Wait,
0: you also said put somebody in somebody else's shoes with it, which is usually the euphemism people use for empathy.
1: Yeah. Uh, like I don't, but I don't have to agree with it. Like if I think that, um, just cause you can empathize with somebody doesn't mean you agree with them. Right. So for instance, like here's a one that's very difficult for most mm-hmm. people trying to understand what it would be like to be a pedophile, assuming that it's not a choice, assuming that it's something that you're something wrong with your brain, mm-hmm. right? Trying to actually understand what it would be like to be that person. That doesn't mean that. It's any excuse for abusing a child, but right. like having any level of uh, of empathy for mm-hmm. that, most people don't have the capacity to do that because of the you know because of what's associated with it. It's so bad and abhorrent and disgusting to people that they're unwilling to even well, think about what it's like to be any of those people who who do these terrible things. But
0: if you think about the the several levels mm-hmm. that it takes. To empathize with another human being. For one, most people think if you can empathize with somebody, then you agree with them on some level. And I don't necessarily agree with that. And I kind of think that's what you're saying too. But a lot of people believe that if you can empathize with somebody, then you agree with them. And that's not necessarily true. But as well as when you're talking about empathizing or even playing devil's advocate, right? You have to understand their point of view to a degree to play devil's advocate for their side. And a lot of people would believe that if you can understand in some way that other person's point of view, then there must be a part of you that agrees with them. And that's not necessarily true.
1: Well, I think it's it's, for me, I would go down the path of what would it take for me to be like that? So it would be um, if I was to be like. If I, if I was somebody who ended up in the KKK, yeah. like if I was somebody like that, right? What would it take for me to get there? Okay, maybe I was raised around people who believe this. Maybe I haven't had a lot of experience with people of color. Maybe I, you know, I've lived in a, a small, poor white community, and I it's easy for my family to blame other people for our situation in life and our problems. There's, a, I'm, I'm saying there's there's a lot of different things you can walk down. Um, <clears throat> If, you're, if that's all you know, right? Well, hold on. I'm going to pause you
0: real quick right where yeah. you are because I don't want to stray too far from what you're talking about, but I got to side note the shit out of this. How come every time people talk about the KKK or racist people or Aryan Brotherhood or or just in general like white racist folk, how come people always describe them as being from a small town and having no experience around somebody? How come it can't because be a like lot of, a racist white guy from like the inner city who's been victimized a lot? Well,
1: because specifically the KKK is mostly people from small Rural communities.
0: That we know of, or at least that's the stereotype. Do you think there's not somebody in New York who lives in the middle of New York who's not like a flag-carrying member?
1: Um, Maybe not flag-carrying, but... Okay. <clears throat> the, your, do they have a flag? Well, I'm saying, okay, because they actually have, we know that there are like active groups, right? Yes, there right. yes. are. Those active groups are majorly in rural communities.
0: Well, that we know of, but like racism exists everywhere, good sir. I'm saying
1: that we don't know of like underground KKK brotherhoods hiding out in the middle of New York City. Okay? Right, there might there be. could be, but, yeah. But from the the reason why there's a stereotype of it's rural people is because those are the the government, the FBI watches these groups. I,
0: I know they yeah. do. I know they do. The reason why I'm saying that is because the average person looks at a racist as being just that. And unfortunately, that stereotype, there's a lot of people who actually match that stereotype who are also not racist. I know, but that's, that's besides the point. Well, the reason why I'm sidestepping to the side is because like, we always describe racism as being people who are unfamiliar with a different race or different culture. And there is also something to be said of if somebody is victimized by somebody who is of a certain demographic, they are more likely to dislike that demographic and have ill feeling towards others of that demographic. Israel and Palestine? Sure. Yeah, let's go with
1: that. Well, I'm just saying Um, because, you know, they. A a lot of people, Palestinians, a lot Mm -hmm. of Palestinians will be like, oh, you got to watch out for the those Jewish communities. You know, they're going to treat you bad. And the same thing with the Jewish side. Like, oh, you can't go in there. It's dangerous to go to the Palestinian areas because they're going to. But the reality is most of the people there probably don't really give a shit. Could be. Yeah. At least that's Um, what I've heard is that they'll like warn you about going to certain areas. But like most average people. Right. Don't really care that much.
0: So the reason why I'm bringing this up is just because to perpetuate certain stereotypes, A, creates a belief that all people with that similar background are of that way. And that's not completely true. But also, we're not looking at everything that could potentially create that level of hate and disdain for somebody.
1: I understand that. But that was – I was just using that as an example.
0: I know. I just – it's always bothered me when people use it because that example, I could, cause that's
1: how they describe but that, races. that is something that I would also think about if depending on the group. So for instance, like, uh, trying to understand people, it's not that as big anymore, but like when the alt right thing was a big movement for a while, yeah. Trying to understand those people, right? Mm-hmm. Cause they don't necessarily fit into those boxes of those people. You would necessarily, in fact, none of them really right. fit but, that all So trying to understand like it's, it's more so trying to understand either like the 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 train of logic. Mm-hmm. How do you reason? How do you, because as I said before, people don't think that they're evil. People don't think themselves as being bad typically. No. So what? where, like where do you, I, I'm saying bad. Yeah, 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 Just keep going with your statement. I was, I was going to throw I'm saying we generally think that racism is a bad thing. I think racism is a bad thing. So we I'm do. We if do. If you when are, we this side if you are X person or we think the alt-right is, most people, most of us might agree that the alt-right is probably a bad thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's moral more morally relative because, but that's part also what I'm saying is they don't think they're bad, Well, of course, but not. other people think they're bad. But I'm saying what I'm not. It's not even whether it's bad or good because it mm. could be a good thing too. Let's say that I think that being a, a leftist is a good thing. Let's say I think that's good, sure. or you could think it's bad. It, that's not the point. Right. The point is how do you get to that? How do you how do you how do you become possessed by that ideology? How do you get how do you how do you get to that? that point so that was kind
0: of where I was going with that side note on that is because we look at and our conceptualization is just somebody who is ignorant yeah somebody who has no reference to unfamiliar with right right sometimes it but is sometimes it's not but maybe it's not and like in the case of uh oh uh Breitbart guy what was what was his name
1: Breitbart guy yeah
0: yeah alt-right newspaper
1: owned it Andrew Breitbart? No. No, not... No. Uh, he worked for Trump's uh, uh, presidency. We're talking about the guy who took over after Breitbart died. Sure. So, Andrew what Breitbart started Breitbart, and then there was the other guy, the, the fat guy. I don't know what was. What what's his name? I don't know.
0: Steve Bannon. Yeah. Steve Bannon is his name. and Like... He doesn't match any of the way you described somebody's racist, right? Now, granted, right. I don't actually know if the dude is, right? Because I don't live in his head. I don't read minds. I just know that some of the things he has said and published, not the best but, frame of mind right there. But the reason why- I, I would, would
1: argue that maybe if you're trying to profit off of racism, that that might make you racist, even if you're not. See, I wouldn't- Maybe if you is, don't have don't personal know. racist thoughts or right. beliefs, like maybe he doesn't- Really, maybe he doesn't feel that way. But if you're making money off of people by uh, selling, mm-hmm. like you're 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 making money off of people's xenophobia and people's fears right. and people's right. uh, racism, then I think that makes you racist, even if you're even if you don't believe racist I, things. I
0: don't know if I'd agree with that that it automatically makes you racist just because you're making money off of somebody else's fear. Because in mm-hmm. that regard, making money off of somebody else's fear. That's a lot of things in capitalism, my good sir. That's a lot of companies make money off of people's fear. A lot of companies. And it's not just like racist, hateful
1: fear, but. So I guess. uh, Just saying. One of the things I wanted to bring up. It's Mm -hmm. it's not, there wasn't, it's, it's indirectly related to the topic. But it's something that's been bothering me is I see all the time. And you know that I've, I've bitched about social media before and about of how course. like social media is great. The mm-hmm. internet's great. I've always been a huge tech nerd. I love a lot of stuff. I was, I used to sell cell phones for a long time. Love technology. I think it's great, but I don't think people focus enough. And I think I mentioned this on another episode. I don't think people focus on the negative parts of it enough. Like a lot of the, the downsides, um, to being like the act the being able to access information as easily as we can. Mm -hmm. Some of the downsides to, uh, social media, like having access to us, like the, you're connected to this stuff 24 seven. Um, one of the negative things is you have people out there who share their opinion, who have Mm -hmm. a big audience who don't necessarily take the time or do the due diligence or don't care to because they're just feeding into their audience. Mm -hmm. there's something called, I think it's called audience capture is the phenomenon is what they call it. So for instance, if I am a Tucker Carlson type person, right. And I, let's say I have a podcast and I, uh, I'm a right-wing podcast and all I do is talk about right-wing stuff. Mm -hmm. Audience capture is basically where you get to a point where your audience determines what you say, what you do and your viewpoints. So you're not even yourself anymore. You're bound by your audience. So let's say I have an opinion that doesn't go along with what the right wing correct opinion should be. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't share that opinion because my audience is not going to like it. Well, but I mean, isn't that just. Isn't that just a good way to keep your show going? It is. Can be. But you're not being honest. And what happens is you have people who will purposely mislead. And mm-hmm. it happens with mainstream media, but it happens a lot with alternative media too, if you want to use those terms. Yeah. Mainstream not, media, alternative media. Yeah. Mainstream being like, you know, CNN, yeah, Fox, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. And alternative media being like all the smaller uh, news shows and podcasts and stuff online. Where Tucker people, Carlson is now? Yeah, wherever whatever he's doing. Yeah, now. whatever. Where I think he was supposed to be doing a Twitter show or something.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: But what happens is something will... I'm sorry. Cause I went off a little bit. What oh, I, no. what I'm, what I was trying to talk about is right. they'll, there'll be a story or something that breaks. People will see, um, they'll get a a, a, a little bit of information. It could yeah, yeah, be, yeah. uh, they'll read just the headline. Well, it could, well, not even that. It could just be a short article because we don't have all the information or mm-hmm. a lot of times there's a video or something or a photo. People will see a couple photos or a video a short, let's say one minute video and let's say there's an altercation or something that happened and Mm -hmm. this was something that happened over the course of hours or an hour, but you're seeing a couple minutes, right? And either that, that's, that one minute is, has been purposely edited to only show you the parts that you want to, they want you to see, right? or it was just one minute uncut, but it's only a small part of what happened. You don't have the full context and what drives me insane is that people will Everybody does this. People will have a reaction and make some sort of judgment based on that small thing, right? Well, which is, is normal human. Conclusions based right. on very little information and make a bunch of assumptions, draw right. conclusions. Right. My problem is that you also have people who have these large audiences who mm-hmm. have a lot of influence who will spout these opinions as fact or as though they're so sure mm-hmm. based on that small amount of information, and then now you right. have not only. Uh, that person saying that but now their audience is also reacting to it and you end up with situations where people will their lives could be endangered they'll lose their job yeah because you have uh, a mob essentially coming after them over something that may or may not even be true mhm and that's what I have a problem with it's I, th- I think it's disgusting and i think it's a problem
0: it it's a problem but it's human like and and I don't want it to to defend anybody who you know distributes misinformation on any news organization, but it's it's, but it's it's human to make snap judgments. It is human to hear a couple of pieces of information and then automatically draw a that's conclusion.
1: Irresponsible and stupid. That's human. If you're but if you're especially if well, yes, a lot of people do that, but if you need to have you need to be held to a higher standard if you're somebody who has a huge audience. Uh, you need to wait for more information you can't just make who needs to be held to this standard i'm saying well i mean if you're talking about how you would enforce something like that i don't don't no no no, i don't i mean
0: like in your estimation in this discussion in this topic
1: who needs to be held accountable to that it's more of a personal thing i think people who Anybody who has a large audience and what? who talks about news, politics, okay. anything me, like that. Give me,
0: give me a number to work with here, because I, I would like to say some things on it, but I need to know what you would, how you would deem that. Anybody who has a large so, audience. So, what's you, a large audience? If you
1: audience? have uh, like two million subscribers, great on YouTube. If you have okay. millions of followers on a podcast. If you have, cool. if you're a larger channel like that. So, people on okay. YouTube who have millions of followers. Uh, there's channels like, okay, I'll talk about a couple. Uh, majority Report. Sam Cedar, sure. um, there's uh, Destiny's a streamer that I listen to. Yes. There's, uh, well, Stephen Crowder, who I don't know whatever he's doing. Yep. People not like that, Ben Shapiro. His name is. Um, what's another one? Uh, the Young Turks. Yep, it's like a left wing yep. uh, show. That. Any of those people who are talking about stuff, mm-hmm. obviously they're going to have their bias because they're left or right, yes. or whatever. But they should not be making a bunch of assumptions and then feeding it to their audience as though this is true. I can give you a specific example.
0: Hold on before you give me that example. But all of these people you just named off, they believe they have enough information to move forward with it. So, well, that's, so that's part of the problem
1: is when you have, to, you have to be aware. You have to be aware that there's a problem. You have to be aware that, hey, I only have one minute of video to go off of. I can't. But they all know that there's a problem because they blame each other. Because you'll even see these people walk back. Sometimes they'll say something, and then once they realize they're wrong, they'll walk it back or come up with some excuse as oh. to why they made that. Oh, so course. there's there's um, there was a uh, a streamer who mm-hmm. has a rather large audience, and he basically he was there was a video that came out. People were making judgments about it, and he said, "Well, this person should be fired." Yes, and a lot of people said that. Mm-hmm. And the person in the video ended up actually losing their job over the video that turned out to be false mm-hmm. because the people were making judgments off of a short video clip well, without context.
0: So the reason why I asked about the specification of who should be held responsible to it is because unfortunately, again, it's a human reaction to make snap judgments based on very little information, right? Humans just do it. We all do it. I mean, we've all passed judgment on somebody with very little information, but with the world we live in now, with the social media access that we all have, with all of us believing that our you know our opinion is important somehow, um, you're gonna have a lot of that. And there's right. no real way to control it. There's no way to hold
1: people accountable to no, it. No, we just need we need to make people aware of what they're doing. But they already know what's happening. They Like fuck, right. Ben
0: Shapiro knows full well he might not have all the information possible. I don't know about Steven Crowder. He seems like he's just a shock jock kind of guy who's just getting attention. I don't know him personally. Well, no, but he
1: about. also will lie and omit things. Um I mean, technically
0: everybody omits. What something. I'm
1: talking about is not just the lying and omitting. Mm-hmm. I'm more specifically talking about uh when people make the assumptions when they don't have all the information. So like when and you watches- you can know you don't have all the information. If you see a video that's one minute and it starts Mm -hmm. in the middle of an altercation that's already happening and it ends before the altercation's done so how How can you possibly think that you have all the information you need
0: well like the the audit the auditor people on tiktok like most of the time you don't get to see what led up to when they're talking to the police officers they're just immediately already talking to them in the video and the video ends before there's a resolution it's the same
1: thing there because you don't know you don't know um, what's going on a lot of a lot of police videos that's part of the problem too is Uh, you don't have full context, so it could be that the person, um, I mean, there's some instances where even if it's hard to explain, but the context matters, even if the police officer is still wrong. So if the police officer does something that's bad, Mm -hmm. that thing might be bad regardless of the other context, but the, the other context can put it in perspective because, um, for instance, I, there was a there was an incident where uh, this cop ended up, I think, pulling his firearm on somebody. And the original clip didn't show that the guy was running around with a knife or something like that. Okay. And so you can judge the cop's actions or whatever that situation was. But people were reacting to it without knowing that the guy had pulled out a knife and was – Right. Without the knife. full context. Right. So were the cop's actions wrong? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. You know, depending on what happens, if especially if, if someone ends up being killed. Mm-hmm. But if you have the full context, it makes a little more sense. So let's let's take
0: what we're talking about, putting things in context, and let's try to apply this to, like, people's everyday lives. Um, in this regard, like, when it comes to interactions that we have day-to-day with people. And more specifically, when us neurodiverse folk have conversations with NT people, what how can we kind of help
1: ourselves from this? Because we are prone to having black and white thinking. Right. And this is this is actually probably why I've focused on it so much is mm-hmm. because I used to do the same thing. Yes. And I used to fall into this trap quite a bit of jumping on the bandwagon one way or the other or having these strong opinions. With right. Them. And then it took me a while of self – like the reflection mm-hmm. and listening to other people who shared their opinion. Right. The, kind of some of the ideas that I'm sharing with you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other people – I listened to other people who started pointing out like, Hey, we don't have enough information. And I had to train myself not to do that. I had to train myself to actually stop and try to consider what don't I know. Right. Because there's so many different possibilities. There's a lot of things that could explain. um, You know, if you see something or you hear about something and you have to also keep, keep in mind, like uh, we were talking about with your wife about the, uh, I think you were there when I was talking to her about that guy who got – the homeless guy who got choked out on the subway who died. Marine put him in a room. Oh, yeah.
0: You did tell me about it. So,
1: like, I think that – from what I understand, allegedly the guy choked him for 15 minutes. So, I think Mm -hmm. regardless of the context, he probably shouldn't have choked the guy that long. That's probably why he died. Probably. Yeah. However, the way it was being reported, people Mm -hmm. didn't know that he was threatening people. So – like omitting that information mm-hmm. puts a different context on the situation.
0: Well, because somebody decided to arbitrarily decide what was important and what was not important in that moment, right? Yeah. And I think we can all agree that choking somebody out for 15 minutes, bad juju pretty much no matter what, right? Yeah. And somebody omitted that first part. but, but it Because you want to tell a certain story. Right. Because they want to tell a certain story. But I think in this regard, the reason why it's kind of relatable to us being on the spectrum is because – A lot of the times we have tendency to judge the actions of an NT and we almost always judge that action based on the way we would think about something, even though we're striving to help hope that somebody else, an NT, if you will, uh, is going to give us understanding, but we don't necessarily extend that same level of understanding out. We don't frame the context. Yeah, as well.
1: I mean, it's something that I've been trying to do and get Sorry, at, I'm trying, trying to get to make better that relatable at. to the podcast. No, it is. It's that's that's true. Yeah. Um, but that's another reason why I've been trying to get better at that kind of right. stuff. So I I had a tendency to fall into. I was one right. of those people on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fell into the stereotype of falling into like one extreme ideology after another. Right. So I went through a period in my early twenties where I was like this huge. Ideological left wing person who was like anti Bush and all the stuff. And what? I went through all these different periods where I was, I was following into these different ideologies, but I was like, I felt so strongly about whatever I was into at the time. And then you swang all the way on the other side of that pendulum. I, I mean, I was more right wing for a while. Yeah. And, and now
0: then, you're settling in the middle somewhere. Well,
1: I, I ended up finding that the commonalities. Yeah. Between like when I was jumping all over the place ideologically, Mm. there were certain constants there. And those constants are my real opinions. Mm. And I realized that I'm mostly like I don't really adhere to any political party in particular. But my views are pretty much libertarian, meaning like. Or at least closer to it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, hey, leave people alone. That's my general thing is like government and states like we should just let people do what they want. Let the gays do what they want to do. Right. Right. Let, Let people own guns. Let people do drugs. I don't give a shit. Just people do whatever they want. As I long mean, as you're not hurting
0: anybody. I mean, I really like, you're like, whatever, let people do whatever the fuck they want. I don't care. As long as they don't bother me. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want to go <laughs> smoke weed in your house. Um, I will. I will say that for myself, because you're talking about like adhering to really strong ideologies at one point or another and having different ideologies. I had an old friend a very long time ago, not a person who I'm going to call by name because I don't care for this person very much anymore. But at one point in my life, this was a person who was kind of influential to me. And they always said, never make assumptions. And they kind of drilled it into me to never assume. Now, I know now, okay, this was like 20 something years ago that the person kind of drilled that into me of not making assumptions. But at this point in my life, I understand that you know you can't not make an assumption about things. It's just kind of how human beings are wired to begin with. We assume things up front. We draw conclusions up front. But he always said, don't make assumptions. Don't assume anything about anything. And that kind of always stuck with me. So like when I've seen all of these like one minute, two minute videos, whether it be uh, police uh, harassing somebody or or a, a law enforcement officer in an interaction with somebody. Or it's any other video I've ever seen, there's always a part of me that goes, and there's got to be more to that, right? So anytime somebody tells me a story about how like somebody treated them poorly, I always say to myself, there's more to that, right? Um, Kind of like a certain situation we know of of somebody recently where they were banned from a casino, I knew full well, even when I got like the briefest (coughs) version of that story, I knew there was more to that story. Okay, I knew there was more to that story, and there probably still is more that I don't know. But that's why I kind of like even when we have conversations, and it's and you you believe very strongly that I'm wrong about whatever it is, and you just think I don't have enough information. There's always a part of me that's there's got to be more to it. So I try not to immediately go on that gut reaction in my head and jump to whatever that conclusion is. So yeah. You know, to kind of counterpoint what you said, you were very strong into certain ideologies for periods of time. Well, that was never been strong in any ideology,
1: black and white thinking. I think I got, yes, um, I went down different rabbit holes. I think when I talked about this in the political episode, I hate that expression. Well, in the the political episode, that's what I talked about is like I I would fall down into these. Because I would... Like that you that fucking expression. Well, the internet makes it worse because of the way that we... Talk, I talked about that yeah. in the whole episode too about uh, the echo chambers and yes. stuff. Yes. So when you start looking at something, right. they give you more of what you're looking into yeah. because yes. they're like, oh, this is what you want to see. Right. So if you start looking into right-wing stuff, it's uh-huh. easy to consume all this right-wing material because right. that's all they're showing you now. But and same that's, how thing, we, that's how you became best friends with Ben Shapiro. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> my my, my algorithm is <laughs> confused because... Yes, it is. Mine, I get. I'll get uh, Sam Cedar, mm-hmm. Destiny, and Ben Shapiro in the same feed. I'll get like because they're completely different right. on the opposite end of the spectrum. But I get like all these different mixed because I I mm-hmm. watch people from all all over the place for uh, different different opinions.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, question for you, and this is just kind of off topic, but not really. Do Do you look at a lot of political stuff when you're on our TikTok? No. Do you ever go on
1: our TikTok? Um, only to post stuff. But okay. No. Because for some reason... I I've tagged been getting... Matt Walsh in one of them because I was making fun of him. Okay, maybe that's why then.
0: It's just... there's When I'm scrolling through it to try to A, find videos or, or just kind of find topics or whatnot, there's a whole lot of like even further extreme
1: right stuff. No, I don't...
0: Like way further than Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh. Like no. way over there. Like there's this one guy with a beard who just... I don't know. He's almost as close to as like KKK grand wizard as I can possibly fathom there is. Matt Walsh is just an idiot.
1: Well, yes. Agreed. <laughs> because it's not even a um, – it's – he doesn't know what he's. he talks about things uh-huh. that he doesn't know anything about. Really? Which, I mean, a lot of people do who are into politics. They talk about – they have opinions on things that they know nothing about. I'm, I – I think humans have tendency to do that. So there was a good example of this. He yep. went on um Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh. And they were talking about his documentary, What is a Woman. I'm sorry, what? He had a uh, Matt Walsh. Matt made Walsh
0: made a documentary with the Daily what Wire called What Woman? is a
1: Woman. And he was talking about his podcast with Joe Rogan. And Matt Walsh was saying that he thought that there were millions of kids in the US on hormone replacement therapy.
0: Mm. Okay. Please pause. Matt Walsh, yeah, one of the whitest people on the planet, who has glasses, a pseudo Junior Hitler haircut, yeah, a little beard, like well groomed beard. He made a movie called "What Is a Woman." Yes, a, I'm assuming a documentary.
1: It's it's about um, trans. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
0: I, I get the point, but
1: he went around he, and asked a bunch it. of people who are. Um, like gender studies professors yeah. and people who are doctors who give kids puberty blockers and stuff like that. He went around asking them questions about it. And then he had this like gotcha question, which is, what is a woman? And then he waited for them to give some stupid answer, which – so in his – it is it is cringy to watch how people answer the question. So I'll give him that. Can,
0: can you please say something other than cringy? Cringe? Like, you're not 24.
1: Okay. It, well, it is cringy, but okay. It sound they sound ridiculous. Thank you. With some of the the answers they gave, so like, I'm soon you're gonna start saying things are ick, and well, that's not cool. So, <laughs> like, I I personally think that a lot of the anti-trans stuff is bullshit. Yeah, and I me have too. no problem with. I don't think that we should be trying to restrict people's access to hormones and all that stuff. I don't. I don't care. Like, I, I, I personally have, but I I want to see people who are trans be able to live their best life and all that stuff. I, I think, I, I do think it's funny though. Like I was saying, yeah. so like, I don't agree with Matt Walsh's opinions on things, but right. it is really when you hear the way people talk about mm-hmm. it, like some of the people who are a little far on the, the edge there. Yes. Yes. A uh, a so, yeah. A little kooky.
0: A little
1: bit. Yeah. Some of the stuff they
0: say. Um, although although I will say, and I'm not trying to to defend Matt Walsh's position by any five- Am I minutes. getting
1: us in trouble right now? There
0: was a no. Uh there was the the God, I don't even realize I don't even know 100 percent what it was. There was, I think it was a senator, uh, Senate committee meeting, and they were questioning this woman. And uh somebody said, What is a woman? And the woman just kept like basically obfuscating the
1: the entire. Well, that's that's why people are asking that because of his Matt Walsh's documentary. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh
0: well, no. Copy the that thing, documentary.
1: The, the problem was like,
0: but I mean, this was an official like Senate hearing kind of meeting thing, and this dude just because kept because it's it. not
1: politically correct if you're on the left wing of the aisle to uh-huh. give an answer that because it, it, they feel like if you give the um, like the textbook. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. traditional answer. Of what a woman is, then yep. that's somehow letting the, the cons get a win, you know? Okay. Letting the, because it's like you're giving in to the Republicans. So, and so yeah, like, yeah. It, It's stupid, Wh- which because means, we, we which feel means like, it's political theater underway. Right, right. So that's one of the things I talked about before in the political episode is yeah. how, like, <clears throat> people will focus on issues that aren't important, right. or you feel like just because, like, people feel like they have to, we talked about when I was mentioning the pod, people who do podcasts, so they do right. these, these, um, um, New shows or political shows, you feel like you have to go with whatever the the party line is. So it's not popular if you're on the left to talk about gender in a certain way because right. that's not politically correct and that's not what we're supposed to say. Right. But it's funny because there are certain times when conservatives look stupid, mm-hmm. and there are certain times when people on the left look stupid because they're purposely trying to they're trying so hard not to say things a certain way because they don't want to give to well, they don't the right
0: wing. They don't want to ostracize anything, nor do they want to, they don't want to give an ounce to anybody. Right, exactly. In whatever to, but I think that's part of the problem with the conversation about all of these uh, topics, and, and especially with trans. Like, even if they gave an answer that gave some definition of one way or another, regardless of what that definition is, how does that change that a human being is being affected? Yeah. Right? Like it doesn't change that. Um, and so like, but then you have it on the other side of that, right? By removing certain definitions, by taking away the identifier of some way, right? You're also making things confusing in a different way, right? Yeah. And so both sides are basically just <coughs> trying to one-up one another opposed to trying to find a solution that fits. Find a way to make it work. Right. Right. Um, like I will say the woman, the woman who's being questioned, and actually I only assume it's a woman, but the person who was being questioned by that male senator, um, <laughs> tried her damnedest to get around every which way possible of saying some shit. Or it's like but ultimately she kind of tripped over her own words, not giving any definition of what a woman what a woman is, but tripping over her own words. Because she tried so hard to avoid saying it that there was only one conclusion left, which was that she believed a woman was whatever the senator was you know, saying. Would you describe this as a woman? Um, what, what I will say with that too is every time I've heard somebody question somebody about what is a woman, why don't they ask what is a female? Like why don't they always say woman?
1: Well, because like, I thought
0: woman was the social construct.
1: Um it's weird because so it's another another um thing that I've been questioning myself on a lot lately is okay. language. Yes. And I do it constantly for myself. Because I used to be a lot like you where I was very pedantic? particular about I, I'm still am pedantic, but a pedantic when it came specific I'm pedantic about many things, but I'm oh. I'm being less pedantic when it comes to language. Uh oh, pedantic about language. You have to understand that. Um, just because certain, like words, words are just a tool, right? For us to communicate with each other. Right. Words change over time. We give definition to words that are in the dictionary. We use words a certain way. The way we use them and their definitions change over time. And also people who don't look like you may use different words that you may not consider proper.
0: See, that's why I'm putting a finger up and saying, hold on just a second, because yes, words change. But if you decide a newer modified evolved definition is what you're going to use, but I'm still using the old definition. Then neither one of us are speaking the same language.
1: Right. But that that happens, but that becomes,
0: hold on, but that becomes a problem because if your belief is that words are always going to change, And how do you have a conversation with
1: somebody? Well, this is why it's important if you're having debates or if you disagree with somebody is to establish the terms and what you mean before you start actually arguing about the point. Because a lot of times people disagree and they don't actually disagree. They just disagree on the definition of what they're talking
0: about. But with that being said, that man in whatever that – meeting, committee meeting, Senate meeting, whatever that was, that man was trying to get her to define so they could have a conversation on equal terms, but she wasn't willing to do so. So same thing, and I'd like to point this out, same thing when some people have no problem with the word disorder and other people say, nope, nope, nope. Or when some people say something is a mental illness and some people have tendency to say it's mental health issues.
1: I was going to say, um, like. I'm sorry to throw extra
0: pieces <clears throat> in that. It's just when, when people say, I actually find it to be a little bit of a cop-out when people say, well, language changes. Well, you're only saying that because you're already adjusting the language to what, whatever right, that it's, change it's a, But it's is, a social
1: contract because it language changes naturally over time. It's socially accepted. But right?
0: currently we're changing language at a rate that very few people can keep up
1: with. It's like ain't. Is used to be a slang term. It's now officially part of the dictionary because the Mm -hmm. dictionary doesn't tell us what words are proper and what we use. We use words as we speak to people. Right. And they change over time. Um, What you're talking about, I think, is uh, people trying to force language to change in a way that's not natural. So, like, I think what you're saying is the difference between, like, language naturally evolving over time versus... Um, people trying to assert that, no, this is what we're going to do now.
0: So what I mean by that, like, so even in our own world, even, even in the autism world, right, there's a large... I, mean, I can't even say a large majority. I can't say the size of the population, but there's a group of folk in the autism community who think Asperger syndrome needs to be gone, gotten rid of because it has Nazi connotation because it came from uh, Hans Asperger from the Nazi uh, uh, time period from the World War II era, and we need to get rid of it. It's old, outdated, blah 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 blah. But there are also people who say they want that because that's what they were diagnosed with, and that's how they want to identify. And those two groups of people keep saying, no, you're wrong, no, you're wrong, no, you're wrong. And I'd like to mention there's an age difference between those two groups of people.
1: Yeah, but they're ultimately still talking about the same thing. Just well, they're not on what you call because
0: it. some of the people who want to get rid of calling it Asperger syndrome also don't like it being called high function. And some of those people even dislike it being called level one. They want all of autism. Now, granted, these are folks who would fit into the formerly Aspie area. There are people who want... Just autism, right? But they're also the same people who are, I don't know if they're forgetting per se, or if they're just, you know, purposely leaving out the entire section of autistic folk who actually need to have
1: representation, who actually need help. That this is something that will solve work itself out over time. When, see, I don't... mm, I I think that... Mm -mm. I think it will. I think that some people might still continue to use it, but I think over time but, it will go one way or the other.
0: Well, it's kind of like right now, or something uh, else
1: will come up with another term. Well, we I was gonna. Will, the example then. I was gonna use is when yeah. people talk about racism. Yeah. Because a lot of people have different versions of what they think racism is. They do, and, and so people and use that has the word. words modified all,
0: quite a lot in the last twenty years. A lot years. of
1: a lot of times when people talk about racism, mm-hmm. there's disagreements going on because they're not actually talking yeah. about the same thing. Right. Right. because they're they're using the same word but mm-hmm. the, but they don't that's why i was saying if you have a disagreement or you're going to debate with somebody right. i think it's important up front to define your terms yeah, nobody, what do you actually mean that. nobody does that they do in debates well what i'm saying if only you're if you're having debates. a conversation with somebody you might not but it's important to try to understand what somebody means mm-hmm. not just the word you're using because you and i can talk back and forth right. and the conversation won't go anywhere and we could be over here but we're right here because we're still arguing over something that you and I might actually agree with it's just mm-hmm. because we're using we have different definitions of the word
0: well kind of like the word bias and prejudice has seemed to evaporated completely gone from our vocabulary from our vernacular in most people's vernacular and everything's just racist right? When really there's bias and prejudice, right? And some people would say, well, they're the exact same thing. No, they're fucking not. There's a big difference between the three of them, right? And verbally, there might be similarities to them. Like when you hear somebody say something that sounds racist, it could actually be prejudice or bias, but it might be the same sentence. Um, I... I That's why I'm so like hard up about definitions. Well, I want to. Because we forget about the other words that actually create a different level of severity, a different level of texture, if you
1: will, to it. I want to give a shout out. Oh, okay. To some Michelle. Okay. I know. You know, no, 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 no,
0: no, no. I watch him on TikTok. Uh, I think he does a really great job explaining well, a whole lot of things.
1: Me giving him a shout out is not going to help him much at all because no, he not has a lot really. of followers. But yeah, mm-hmm. he was one of the people who made me start to question my own, my myself being pedantic about things mm-hmm. when it comes to language because I didn't understand a lot of the stuff that he teaches. Right. I didn't understand why, like I, I've never, never even heard of a lot of the things that he talks about, and I didn't know much about it. And a lot of that is probably oh. because of. You know, yep, me yep. growing up in a in a small white town and all that stuff. But he... You, you could have just said that. I mean, you pointed to your arm. <laughs> you could have just
0: said, because I'm fucking white.
1: Well, It's not that I ever like... It wasn't like I was looking down on people who, who spoke in a different dialect or slang. Yeah. But I just... It was like if somebody... Oh, I would do the thing you do. Well, that's not a word. Or, right. that's, or that's just slang, whatever. But there's actually a history to a lot of the words that are part of that... that um, those cultures, mm-hmm. you know, people who speak in different parts of the country and they speak in different ways. Right. There's actually a history to the, the language and the terms and the yes. phrases and things they use. It's not like they're just um, so who decides what is and isn't proper. And that's kind of the thing, like where he talks about the origin of a lot of um, Black American English. Yes. And where it comes from and the words and the history. And like, there's actually words that are from English. Mm-hmm. that are in the black American lexicon right. that have history in English that other people mm-hmm. stopped using that black Americans kept using. Right. And so there are actually variations or just old English words, which is interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that stuff, but yeah. he made me start to question myself when it came okay. to being pedantic about language. And so now I've started to just, <laughs> just not care about that stuff anymore. Just if, if I understand what you mean, mm-hmm. great. If I don't, Sweet. then I'll, Ask so I can understand. So that's, and I don't really care as much about the specific words. I care about whether I understand what you mean or not.
0: And, and that's that's where I think – and by the way, uh, uh, real cool guy. You guys got to watch him or look at his TikToks. He is a very intelligent human being, especially when it comes to language and linguistics. I've learned a hell of a lot from him too. Uh, some of my favorite parts of it, um, he talks about you know language evolving, but he also talks about how – The more it changes, the more it stays the same in a couple of episodes. There were specific things he was talking about. But anyway, real cool guy. And he always ends every episode with, we out, Joe. And by the way, just with his tone of voice, it sounds cool as shit. I'm just saying.
1: Anyway. And he's a a professor at Harvard. Yes,
0: that's right. Uh, Very intelligent guy. Uh, And he, he explains things really, really well. And I like how nothing he says sounds like he's talking down to somebody, even when he puts up a post of somebody being real ignorant and he's like disproving what they're saying. He's still not disrespectful or talking down to anybody in the process. Yeah. I like that. Anyway, I still get very pedantic about things and I still get very hard up about language about it because if I'm trying to understand you, I need to know where the language, what you're saying what it means, right? I need to know the definition you're using. And the downside is, is far too many people assume you know it or you're just willfully ignorant. And I think that's part of the issue is the assumption of willful ignorance. Like, to give an example, excuse me, I was talking about autism with somebody under the, on the spectrum account. And I had to stop talking to them when, they started to bring up things about autism that they thought were a part of autism. And I'm not gonna say they are or they're not. It's just this person started bringing up things, traits and symptoms or or symptomologies or whatever you wanna call them about it. And And I kind of paused for a second because I know all of what they brought up of as humanistic things, the things that humans just do, but they were saying it's because of autism. And, and I didn't wanna necessarily argue because you know it's our podcast together, so I wasn't gonna argue on you know, my belief in that moment. It was just really interesting to me that they're trying to tell me about things that are autistic or they're trying to say that these things are autism when they're human traits, they're human things. I know I'm kind of being a little vague, um, but just kind of on purpose, actually, because I don't necessarily want to have a debate with anybody else about it or whatnot. And it was just the assumption that this, these things are specific to autism, and they're not. They're very humanistic things. Most humans do them. Um, and like in, in all of the time that I've, I've spent you know, studying psychology or in, in psych classes or reading books and stuff, like all humans do this shit. But it was just a couple of things in particular that they were claiming was autistic things, right? That all autistics do. They actually specified and said all autistics do this. And I know full well that not all autistics do some of this stuff, right? Like my girl and my boy do not do that stuff. Neither one of them do uh, either one of those things that the person pointed out, but it was just a matter of like, they were trying to define what they thought autism was and it didn't quite match up to what I knew it to be. Right. And part of the reason why is because we're two separate human beings, but it just kind of threw me off. know what I mean? And so I do try to understand somebody else's definition, but it's the assumption that I should already know.
1: Have have you ever heard of being confidently incorrect?
0: (laughs) I'm usually confidently incorrect. I'm usually, uh, I actually seem like I'm confident about everything I say, even though I'm not usually confident in it at all. One last thing I want to bring up and I'm not and I obviously do not presume to be an expert about anything. I said at the beginning of the podcast, when CIS, CIS came about and the usage of it, I saw a couple podcasts, not podcasts, reverse, a couple of TikToks where it talked about how that has always been used. Well, That's it, been it, that was a scientific term. I well, so somebody brought that up. Somebody said that that's actually a scientific term, right? That that's actually a scientific uh, uh, designation. I've never heard of it. Now, granted, there's a lot of things in this world I've never heard of.
1: It's like I only recently started. Well, taking like a scientific term and then using it in common, you know, common common vernacular. Yeah, Yeah. but like I've only heard that
0: term over maybe the last fifteen years now. Granted, well, I'm only 42. I haven't about- lived a super long period of time. And I'm not super inundated in the world of science when it comes to gender and things like that. I mean, I've read a couple of papers. No big deal. I'm not fucking expert in any of it. I don't do research psychology. I'm none of that jazz. But somebody pointed out that this is a term that's been around for a much longer period of time than that. And it kind of threw me off. Now, I wasn't talking to him. It was just a TikTok I watched. And it threw me off to think that... This term that a lot of us only recently heard of has actually been around for a lot longer. Now, there's probably a lot of English words I've never heard of before. It was just this one in particular kind of threw me off when somebody said that it's been around a lot longer.
1: Yeah, but it would make it would make sense like, that the term would be used more in uh, a common vernacular or in common well, common because of only the fact that
0: has been common vernacular. Right, but
1: the reason I'm saying it would make sense that it would become more common to use the word mm-hmm. um, with. How openly people were talking about transgenderism or uh, being gender non-binary or nope. all, the, all those right. people who are you're absolutely right who don't identify as cis. Right. So now it's a it's a it's a word with utility because it's it's a scientific word that already exists and now you're using it with the utility to describe somebody who, you know. Um,
0: Okay, so I get I, I get you, and I'm trying to roll with it. By the way, because there are people who take it offensively being called cis, and I don't understand
1: that part either. Like, if I'm cis, okay, fine, that's what I am. What exactly does it mean? It means that you identify your your sex and your gender align. So, if you were born male and you identify as a male, then you'd right. be cisgender. Right. So, if you were born with a penis yeah. and you consider your gender to be male, that uh-huh. means your cisgender. So, your gender aligns with the sex you were born. Oh, all right. So if you're a woman and so wait, then why does anybody have an offense to that? I don't know. It just okay. means if you're born if you were born female, yeah, and you identify as a woman, yeah. then you're just gender.
0: So basically, if you were born with a vagina and you accept the fact you have a vagina, no. Oh my bad. It, was that the ignorant way of saying it?
1: Yes. Yeah. All right. You identify sure. with being a right. woman. I I just really because enjoyed, a lot of people really would say this that this episode I'm the asshole. I would say that a lot of people would say that you don't need a vagina to be a woman. No,
0: I agree with that. Because there
1: are women with penis.
0: But I I also very much agree with the fact that man and woman are social constructs. Male and female are scientific terms. Right. Which, if I'm wrong on that, anybody who's listening to this episode, if I'm wrong that male and female are scientific terms, please correct me. Because I'm, I'm open to learn new language. I'm open to it. Just give me a better way to describe it. Uh, like I'm <clears throat> 42 and I act like an 80-year-old. So let's go. I know ahead. how
1: I somehow know more about this than you.
0: I know full well why you do. Because you're fucking like six years younger than me or some shit. Yeah, but. Because you're literally the generation below me. That's why. Because you actually grew up with some of these terms being a lot more accepted than I did. I think what I mean shit I'm from a generation where we still call uh, called people F-A-G yeah I you think, know derogatorily I'm,
1: you mean motorcyclists yes yes I do I mean motorcyclists yes yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I understand why some people get irritated by some of the language around gender because
0: yeah. I, well, I, I, think, I don't now that I know exactly what cis means like, no like, I don't, I don't get, even mean that I just I mean, mean
1: like the going back to like the whole what is a woman type thing, mm. um, it's that for most of our lives we used woman in a particular way, and then now you're including other people in the term woman that wouldn't have necessarily been considered woman in the past. So it's I don't changing the way you use certain words, and I think that bothers people sometimes. Like so, here, here's a question for you. Okay,
0: yeah, the traditional way to look at man and woman, right? I don't ever remember somebody describing man or woman as having genitalia at all. I remember people describing man as being a series of traits and behaviors that a man does. Same thing with a woman, right? I don't, I don't ever remember hearing somebody say, if you've got an outie, not an Any, you're a man. Right, like I don't remember that. I mean, I could be fucking wrong, but you know, I don't remember that as part of the definition.
1: Well, it's okay. Was, You'll never have to worry about being one. So. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate. We're that. still trying to figure out what you are.
0: That is a true statement. Way. That is a true statement. Um, like it's very. All of this is like a very very interesting thing to me, because for one, I'm kind of stuck in my own. Right, my own definitions, my own, you know, black and white thinking, my own uh, uh, rigidity in my thinking. Right. At the same time, I've got pieces of me and parts of me and part of my thinking that is a little bit more progressive, if you will, when it comes to concepts of things. Right. Because, like, if something's a social construct, to me, it's like, yeah, fuck, of course it's going to change. Right. But if something is a rigid belief, a rigid fact, or, or I don't know, no, something other than a social contract uh, construct, uh, I, I it's much harder for me to lean away from it. But I guess maybe that's part of the chism, maybe. And I'm not blaming the chism. And, yeah. And also, can we lean into that a little bit about excuse and ex- explanation? Or is that another episode time?
1: Um, I would say maybe that's a uh, talk for another time. Yeah, let's talk for another episode. You got so, it, buddy. We're at about an hour now. <gasps> oh my
0: goodness, we've hit the hour mark, everyone.
1: Yeah. All right. If you're listening this long, then you must be a better person than me. That's true, yeah. actually. Uh, Steve actually left like twice and then came back
0: while I was talking. Oh,
1: yeah. that, The main thing, the main <laughs> takeaway from this for me was I, I like thinking about the idea of like – putting myself in shoes and understanding my own capacity to do bad things. It's very interesting for me to think about that. It's like, what would I do if I was in this situation? Uh, Could I do something evil? Could I? And a lot of people don't go through that mental exercise. I Um, I don't
0: think I put a whole lot of thought into that, but I know full well I'm capable of evil.
1: A lot of people don't know that. I know. They think that they're better than that. Well, they're silly. And the other key takeaway for me from this episode Mm -hmm. was I really wanted to talk about how people just dogpile on shitty opinions without yes. enough information. And you're just yeah. like, assuming somebody's guilty of something, assuming the worst about somebody right. that you don't know, assuming you understand a situation that you know nothing about. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot, we, we talked about the police thing, I, yeah. I wasn't specifically thinking about that, but it does happen a lot with it, police situations where is. one way or the other, the, it turns out the police were complete bags of shit, or it turns out the police maybe weren't as bad as you thought, right? because you got more context. Mm-hmm um but it, i was just thinking in general you see all these videos that go viral all the time online oh, yeah and they're like a minute long, 2 minutes long and you have no idea what happened before and after and people just want to assume things and then they'll there's pieces of shit on the internet who yeah. will harass yeah. these people's jobs right. and try to get them fired over something that they don't know anything about so you're funny. not there. You weren't there. You didn't see it happen. You don't know. Any, you don't know anything about it. You're just assuming this person is a piece of shit, and you're you're being a piece of shit by calling their company yeah. and trying to get them fired because you so, think that they're uh, a misogynist or a sexist or a well, racist or they're whatever, based on
0: very little. And I will say that if you read a comment somebody made, and if that comment on some post doesn't explicitly say something fucking sexist, racist, or any of the phobias or any of the other hateful isms if it doesn't specifically say one of those don't assume like because that assumption and then you taking that assumption and going and trying to get them fired their kids didn't write
1: that comment i also think that uh plus also if they work for a
0: corporation the corporation doesn't give a fuck
1: it's another conversation to have is whether businesses should even be doing that to begin with like is it really a business's place to help police social media or police online like If you work for a company, should they really be firing people for uh, something that goes viral about them online or like is that really
0: their place? I don't – you know what? That's a great episode to do another time. You're absolutely right, sir. I would love to have that conversation. Because
1: I really don't think that necessarily a company should be doing that. I
0: I don't agree with you I can understand
1: why they might want to. They're worried about reputation and stuff like that. But like especially where it's a situation where it turns out the person wasn't a bag of shit.
0: Yeah, Definitely good a uh, good topic for another episode because I can fit that to autism a lot and how we would be affected by something like that. Oh,
1: you mean how I have been affected by that? Yes,
0: but how you have, yes. I was trying not to actually say that. So, as always, Uh, as we say at the end of every episode, if you heard something in this episode that you like, you dislike, you want to argue with, you want to inform us about, you want to educate us about, whatever it may be, please go onto one of our social medias, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, I don't know, any of the others, because we have one for just about all of them. Go to any of them. Let us know what you think. Put some comments. Let us know. And if, you would like to be on this podcast, and you are a human being who has an opinion about autism or anything whatsoever, and you want to be on this podcast, please reach out and let us know.
1: Um, I also, before we before we end, I just want to let people know that, uh, unfortunately, if you're a fan of Nick, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're going to have to let him go soon. I mean, I'm looking for a new guest host, because it turns out that my tincture works very well, <laughs> and he's no longer autistic so him being cured i didn't think about this ahead of time but i actually shot myself in the foot because now i don't have a co-host he can't be on the podcast if he's not autistic so we are gonna have to find someone else so if you would like to guest host this show co-host guest host special guest whatever you want to do but i might need a new co-host so wow wow
0: Nine, nine episodes in a row huh all right